Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good, good morning. So great to see you all. Why don't we take our seats? Let's take our seats. So great to see you all. I love coming to church on Sunday. Who loves coming to church on Sunday? A few of us do. It's great. It's great to see that a few of us do. Who loves coming to church on Sunday? Yeah, there we go. There we go. My name's uh, Nat. I'm one of the, the pastors here at Celebration Church. We just welcome you here, whether, as I said before, whether you're here in person or you're here online, we just welcome you. Sit back, relax, enjoy the service, enjoy what God has for you today. I just love that moment of worship. Who loves to worship God? Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit biased uh, um, I've because it's, yeah, it's the team. I'm in this team. I just love this team. They've just done such an amazing job. Why don't we just uh, thank them, give them a round of applause for this morning. This morning, we've, we've got a little bit to get um, through, and it's a shorter service. Today's a shorter service, um, and I'll get to the reason why in a moment. But just we'll go through all our announcements. There's a lot today, so if we can try and take it all in, and um, hopefully you can um, hear it all and, and absorb it all, ready to take note what you need to um, in the next few weeks. So also, if you're, if you're new here, um, as I said, we welcome you. Stick around after the service. You're also able to get a free coffee. We'd love to provide you a free coffee after this service. Get to know you a little bit more, a little bit about your story. Whether you're here on holidays or you're here uh, looking for a church family to be a part of, we'd just love to get to know you. Uh, so please stick around with us after the service. This Wednesday, 25th of November at 6 p.m. Yeah, they're getting excited already. We have our young adults gathering. That's it. So this Wednesday, 25th of November, um, if you haven't RSVP'd, uh, speak to, to Mark or, or Maddie after the service. Um, we'd love for you to come um, along and be a part of that this Wednesday night. Christmas hampers. Uh, so as part of this year, you probably would have seen or been given this little uh, handout. Um, we have our Christmas hamper appeal. So obviously in this season coming up to Christmas, which is crazy to think about that we're only about a month away before Christmas. Um, but uh, if you'd like to be a part of this, whether it's uh, sponsoring a hamper, which is uh, around $70, if you'd like to sponsor that, or you'd like to bring items in, um, on the back of this, uh, it's on the screen there, on the back of your handout, you have the items of what you can bring in as well. So if you'd love to be a part of that, please, we'd love for you to be a part of our Christmas hamper appeal. You can also nominate someone who is in need, whether it's uh, your next door neighbor, uh, whether it's a, a family member or a friend that you just love to be able to bless, um, put, you can nominate their name. So put their name in. Please see our office at the back, at, um, through the back doors at the end of the service, and you can nominate uh, someone in need that they can receive a Christmas hamper. I love that, that we can be a church that is generous. Amen. We are a generous church. Uh, next Sunday night, the 29th of November at 6 p.m., we have a Connect Leaders Gathering. So if you're a Connect Leader, please come along. RSVP to your demographic leader. Uh, there will also be a, some worship. Um, I'm sorry, Pastor Joel, do you want to come up and quickly say what it was? Because I've totally forgotten what you told me. Some worship and some extra stuff there, uh, thanking all our, 
uh, Connect leaders for this year. So it's going to be a great night. Um, I do listen. I, I, I do. Uh, uh, Kez is shaking her head. My wife is shaking her head. I, I try and listen at least. Um, Coming up on Sunday, the 13th of December, we have a volunteer appreciation dinner. So if you're a volunteer here at Celebration Church on that night, December 13th, we have an appreciation dinner for you. So how do you be a part of that? Get your invitation from your department leader. See your department leader. We will give you an invitation. Will that be a physical invitation or it's just like, hey, guys, you're invited. Um, Come along. It'll be physical. Great. Cool. So it'll be good. So it's going to be good. I, I love the time of um, this time of year. Uh, everyone gets to just eat lots of food. And um, whether, that you, whether you feel guilty about that or not, that's up to you. Um, also, December handout. You would have received a December handout. So December at Celebration Church, we have coming up a whole bunch of things. So a whole bunch of events that we have. On the 6th, we have baptisms. 13th, we have a celebration Sunday. 20th, we have the Christmas uh, celebration service um, on 25th, obviously Christmas Day, and 27th, the last service of the year. So they're all great events to be a part of. Make sure you're RSVP online. Come and be a part of it. We'd love for you to be at every one of those services. Um, after this service, everyone say after, we have our working bees. So... Hence why I said at the start of this that with this morning's service is a little bit shorter. It's going for one hour. But what we're doing is after this service, we, we love to be a church that just loves to put... We're all about love. Putting love into our property, into everything that we're a part of. So we're going to be, you know, working on our gardens. We're going to be doing little... Uh, Odd jobs here and there, you know, working on the stage here, setting, getting it ready for the Christmas season, tidying up, you know, whatever all the jobs may be. So please, if you haven't decided whether you're coming along, please feel free to stick around. After the service, we've got, um, we're, we're, as I said, we're setting up, uh, doing cleaning, uh, putting together Christmas hampers, and there's also a free lunch to be a part of that. If anything, um, that, that just, that, that, sold, that sold me. I'm here. I'm here. So come and be a part of today. We'd love for you to, if you call Celebration Church home, please stick around. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Birthdays. This coming week, we have Caitlin Warren, Kimmy McLean, uh, Pastor Joel Mitchell, and today we have Tegan Fanning. So happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you all. Awesome. We're going to come around the offering right now. So if we can get the offering slide up on the, on the screen there. So if you, um, this morning, if you're someone, whether you choose to give online or you're someone that likes to hand that, that, that physical money over, you can do that um, through our uh, back doors after this service. But here are ways that you can give. Um, so this morning, just coming around the offering. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 3. It says, if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. This morning, I just want to come around this simple thought, love. Pastor Benaiah has been speaking about it in in his messages over the last few weeks, that if we, you know, we've been talking about hearing and, and prophesying, but there's no point if you do it and you don't have love. It's the same with giving. 
if we are a people that just give because we just feel like we're obliged to give, it's because it's the right Christian thing to do, then we're missing the point. And I just want to encourage us this morning, hey, let's be a church family that gives out of love, that gives to God because we love Him and we love His church. Amen. And just, you know, in this season, you know, it's the it's season of giving. I, I, I love that. I've said, I'm saying I love a lot this morning. I'm just, just feeling, I just love everything. Um, but in this season, you know, when you, when you think about Christmas, there's just something, there's a sense of excitement. There's this sense of, of joy. And I believe that that's the way it should be when it comes to giving. That it shouldn't be something that, you know, each week it's just, a, it's just something that we have on our schedule, on our run sheet when we come to church. No, we give because we love. We give because we love God and we love others. Amen. So why don't I just pray into that uh, this morning. And after this, Pastor Benai is going to come up and he's going to be sharing around the word this morning. So be hungry, be ready this morning because it's going to be a great morning. Amen. So let's just close our eyes. So Father, we just thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to give to you. We love you and we love your church, Lord God. And so, Lord, we just want to honor you with our giving. We honor you with all our hearts, Lord. May you just come and bless this giving this morning. May it go further than what we could ever hope or imagine, Lord. May it, Lord, may this giving just uh, bring joy to your heart. And may it cause people to come to know you. In your mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Well, let's get ready for the word and let's, why don't we welcome Pastor Benai as he comes up and <laughs> gives a word this morning. Fantastic. Thanks, Nat. Hey, good morning, church. How are we all? Turn to your neighbor and say, it's really good to see you today. Turn to your other neighbor and say, it's really good to see you. Show them some teeth. Give them a big smile. That'd be great. Fantastic. It's, uh, it's so good to be together this morning. Uh, Christmas is nearly in the air. Seeing a few decorations around people's houses. Who here is set up for Christmas already? Who here is planning on this weekend or this week? You're going to set up? Yeah, my wife is, she's... She is eager to set up for our Christmas. Who's thinking December is when you're going to set up for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, January, yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't packed down since last year? You just thought, let's just leave it up for the year. <laughs> well, next, next Sunday, and a lot of you are going to be a part of this today, setting up the property, but we're going to have uh, the stage all done nice and Christmas will be in the air. Um, and Christmas is a good time of the year. It's a hot time of the year in Australia, but it's a good time of the year. And uh, we're just so excited to see what God is going to do over this Christmas period. Um, but hey, welcome to church again this morning. Uh, those who are on our online platforms, welcome, or podcasts, welcome. And those in the room, um, we are at capacity. We've been at capacity for the past month, um, and we are hoping the government will uh, let us go from four square metres to two square metres. And there is chatter about that. So I'm hoping that'll be soon. Otherwise, we will need to go to multiple services. Um, 
which is great. And it's good news that from next Sunday, we can actually sing in church. That's our understanding anyway. We'll, we'll keep making sure we check in all the time as a church. We're always checking in to make sure we're doing the right thing with the state government. We don't want to get fined. Um, and so it looks like at this stage, if you are willing to wear a mask inside, then you can sing inside. If you don't want to wear a mask, either don't sing or you can sit out in the courtyard and enjoy it from out there and come in afterwards. But from next Sunday, that's going to be amazing. So I'm looking forward to that, which is good. Today, uh, the Working Bee slash looking up, uh, loving our church day slash green zone day, whatever you want to call it, um, it's a really powerful day for us as a church. And I've been told before the service that we've got more people today saying yes to being a part of that than we ever have before, which is great. <coughs> um, when you, or if you ever come over to our house, our physical house, Charlie and my house, um, <clears throat> if you just turn up at the door, my wife will freak out. And it's not because she doesn't like you, hopefully. Um, it's because she won't feel like the house is ready. And, and my mum was like this growing up. If, if, if I had like a friend coming over, you know, after church or after school, she would just go into freak out mode because I have to clean the house. Are there anyone like that here? He's like, I've got, I've got to make sure the bathroom, I'm like, it's just, it doesn't, it's just Nat. Like, no, it doesn't matter. It's all good. He doesn't care. Like, it's it, literally like it. No, no, I've got to. And it's because both Charlie and my mum, their, their love language is presenting a clean house. What it does is it, it, it conveys value and love to the guest, yeah? And as a church, there's this amazing ministry we have to two groups of people. One is to our church family every week. And we minister to our church family, build our church family, we grow our church family. And then we have guests every week. And we love having guests. If you're a guest here today, we absolutely love having new people, whether it's for one Sunday, whether it's for you're looking for a new church home. To us, it's both good because we just want to make sure you have a fresh cup of water spiritually, um, a fresh touch from God while you're with us. Um, and, and so we have two groups. And so basically, um, the, the thing is about a guest and a family member is that you know, when Charlie and I have people over, we never expect the guests to set the house up. We don't expect them to get there early, mow the lawn, put the food in the oven, clean our toilets, and then they can sit on the couch. No, no, we, we go out of our way to make sure that the house is ready so that the guests can come and just relax, enjoy. Um, this week I had a few um, young guys come over and watch The Origin at our house. And we get the house ready, we make sure that it's clean, and, and, and these guys are <coughs> young guys, amazing guys, you know who you are if you're in the room. Um, and Charlie, it was just so amazed at how many crumbs these young guys left, um, Tom Herbert, um, in our house, <laughs> as he shrinks down. Um, <laughs> And, and so it's okay, because we love Tom. So Tom can, can put popcorn all through the house if you want, and M&Ms. It's okay. He's a guest in our house. 
And so we get him ready for our guests, and then when he leaves, we clean up after Tom. Yeah? <laughs> I can pick on Tommy, that's okay. So what I'm trying to say is this. It's actually a really holy thing when a local church family says, we're going to take some out, a few hours to get the place ready for our guests. And over Christmas, we have guests. You might bring family, you might bring friends over Christmas. People open themselves up to the gospel over Christmas. But let's make sure that when they come here, that they look at our gardens and go, oh, someone's taking time to look after them. They look at our, our car, we're getting our carpets done this week, that someone's taking time, that the seats you sit on, someone's wiped it down, and whatever it might be, as well as cleaning up the property, as well as decorating the property. Because everything we do is an aspect of sharing the heart of God. And so, <laughs> Tom's cracking up down here. So basically, today, I just want to say, if you want to be a part of it, there's no compulsion. Don't feel guilty. But I just think if you're part of the church family and you can stick around, stick around. All of our department heads, whether it's the kids team, the cafe, whatever, we'd love your help. So see what you can do to help and, and let's make this place beautiful together in Jesus' name. Um, and hey, if you're a guest here and you think, I want to help as well, feel free to help too. We'll take whatever help we can get. All right, okay, I try and start every week with something kind of funny. Um, and uh, I, I struggle most weeks. So let's see how we go. <clears throat> On Christmas Eve, two young boys were spending the night at their grandparents. And at bedtime, the two boys knelt beside their beds to say their prayers. And when the youngest one began praying, he prayed at the top of his lungs. I pray for a new bike. I pray for a new PlayStation. I pray for a new TV. His older brother leaned over and nudged the younger brother and said, why are you shouting your prayers? God isn't deaf. To which the little brother replied, no, but grandma is. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Thanks, Tom. Uh, that's where you get me back there. <laughs> awesome. All right, you guys can, thank you so much. You guys can just stay where you are, but <sighs> maybe just stop. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you know China's pregnant? She... I know, I know. We did announce it a few weeks ago, but it was announced as Mrs. Taylor, and a bunch of people went, what? Who's that? So that's China. And Nat and Karen are about to pop. So if, if yep, yep, Nat and Karen. So if you see Nat a little bit edgy at the moment, it's because he's just right at that finish line and he just wants to meet his son or daughter. We don't know. We're just guessing that right there. So let's see how we go. All right, if you have your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 40. Again, this is a shorter service, so it's a shorter word today. Um, Isaiah 40 verse 31. We've been speaking along this series, how, how to hear the voice of God. And I've been hearing amazing feedback um, about this series. I think part of the reason why is because Charlie and I are just leaning into what we feel the grace is on our life, which is a prophetic grace and something that we feel God's placed on us. 
just this week, um, I had a, a great testimony from a pastor who we sent a prophetic card to as part of our miracle offering last year and gave them a gift voucher, a dinner voucher. And this pastor, I don't know them. I don't know him and his wife. Never met them. Um, but we sent them um, out of the blue this prophetic card and, and, and wrote it what we felt God was saying to them to encourage them. And he got my number and was so blown away by the accuracy of the prophetic word to the point of, do I know you? Have we met? <laughs> um, and so he's been texting me off and on. This, this person oversees um, a couple of hundred churches in our nation. And, and basically, uh, this week again, texted me and said, um, the prophetic word you gave me, we're seeing come to pass. How amazing is that? Um, and, and I can't remember if Charlie wrote that card or I did. I think it was Charlie. But it was just so great just to hear that when you step out in obedience and you share a prophetic message, that breakthrough starts to happen in people's lives. Um, a few nights ago, or was it last week, we had that hot day. Was it Friday? What day was that? Friday, really hot day. Um, and where we live, we live um, in a, a kind of, we live down where St. George's Basin is, and it's a bit of a basin, so the heat gets stuck, I feel like, in that area until the southerly hits, and then it brings a cool change. And so this southerly came through, and um, on our deck, we get to, we're blessed to be able to see the water and, and see the actual storms coming down south. And Charlie and I were sitting there uh, just watching the, the change coming. And as that change hit, the coolness of the change hit us. And it was so just, I love it. It's just like, ah, you know, the, the feeling of, especially those hot, muggy, terrible Oh, I think they're terrible days, <laughs> where it's like, I'd rather the, the fresh coolness of the air. And as I was sitting there, I was looking, looking up, and, and I've realized that in my older age, that I've started to enjoy watching birds. And I know I'm getting older because I've started paying attention to birds, <laughs> flappy birds with wings. And... <laughs> And I, I was sitting there, and, and I was just watching, and there was um, three birds I could see in the sky. There, were, there was a, a pelican, and then there was two eagles, and the pelican kind of came and went, and I was looking up, and this eagle started low, and then just without moving its wings, like flapping its wings, sorry, just you watched it just go higher and higher, and higher to the point where it was so high you could just see it and I just had a moment with God and I said it to Charlie I was just I just said to her you know when you catch what the Holy Spirit is doing the need to flap no longer exists and when you catch the updraft like that eagle was catching the updraft all it needs to do is position its wings correctly and it just goes up higher and higher and higher. 
if there was no updraft and that eagle had to try and get that height, it would have to work extremely hard to get to that level. But instead, it just coasts up, goes higher, goes higher. Before you know it, it's at this height. Nowhere near the pelican was way down here. This eagle was so high because it learned to use the updraft to get to where it needed to go. The power of the prophetic is this. When you understand what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, it becomes like an updraft in your life where you don't need to strive. You don't need to always be flapping. You don't need to always be trying to get somewhere. Instead, you go along on the winds of the Spirit to get to where God has for you. And Isaiah verse 40, verse 31 says this. It says, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up or rise up with wings like eagles. Today I want to speak for a couple of minutes about how to hear God's voice when it comes to being led by the Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 14, if you have your Bibles. Romans 8, 14 says this. It says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Why don't you say sons? For those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons or daughters of God. When you learn to hear and inquire of the Holy Spirit in your life, and you are led by the Spirit, you actually show and you become sons and daughters of the living God. How good are you and I today at taking time to make sure we are led by the Spirit? We live in a, a world where it's turbo all the time, it's run all the time, it's busy all the time, it's work, it's family, it's holiday, it's Christmas, it's bills, it's hobbies, it's social media. All these things are happening and often at light speed to the point where you, often we don't take time to take a breath. But those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Let me read you this. In John 16, 13, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you all the things that are to come. The Spirit wants to speak to you today. The Spirit wants to speak to your marriage today wants to speak to you about your kids today, wants to speak to you about your business today, about your studies, about your heart, about your journey. We live and we serve a living God who is not deaf or dumb, but actually is a God who longs to commune, have communion, have interaction. <laughs> this is so amazing. God, let, us, let this revelation drop afresh in our spirit. We don't serve idols made of stone. We serve a king, King Jesus, 
who sends his Holy Spirit, as it says here, to speak and to guide you and I, to lead you in life, to cause you to never be alone. Those moments when you have that big decision, you're not alone. It says in Galatians 5.25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit and walk by the Spirit. In my life, there's been moments, and the, the staff here will tell you, where I'll say sometimes, I need time to pray about this. I can't give a decision right now. I need some time to meditate on this. I need some time to seek God on this. In our marriage, Charlie and I, we've had moments where we've had to make decisions, and I'm like, let's just, let's just wait. <laughs> let's come back to Isaiah 40. Let's wait on the Lord. And sometimes that's frustrating because sometimes people want answers today. Sometimes people want action today. Sometimes, you know, in, in life, you just want to, oh, I'll just go for it, and you step out. But sometimes God wants you to actually stop and inquire of him. So how do we be led by the Spirit? A couple of quick things. Number one, we inquire of the Spirit. If you want to be led by the Spirit, you need to be someone who takes time to inquire of him. Now that sounds so simple. <laughs> but how often, think about this week, think about the past week. How many times did you stop and say, Holy Spirit, I'm just going to ask you what you think? What do you think about this? Should I do this? Should I go there? Should I say that? Is there something you want to do today in my workplace? Is there something you want to do today in my family? And, and, and a lot of the time you won't hear something, but sometimes you'll hear something. Sometimes you'll get an impression and that impression will be the breakthrough either for you or for somebody else. Now, I'm not talking about being super spiritual where someone says, what do you want for lunch? And you say, I've got to go and pray about it. <laughs> where you're just so, you know, out there that you know actually we're like this but not good with others. We're like this but not good with ministering to others. Therefore, we have to make sure that we inquire God about things that matter. But what happens over time is this, and I hope this is helping you this morning. What happens for me is this. In the back of my heart, I'm always inquiring of God. Anyone else notice this in your heart? I might not go, oh, just wait, let's, just, let's pray. Sometimes I do. But sometimes I'm always going, God, are you saying something? God, are you speaking? God, are you leading? Is, that person is saying something. Is there something you're trying to tell me through that? And by doing so, I actually am always picking up things in the Spirit because I have an ear that's leaning in to what the Holy Spirit might be saying. And I encourage you to be that type of person. Don't just let your Christian input be on a Sunday. Don't let it just be on that podcast you listen to once a week. Let it be every day inquiring of the Lord. Now, I'm going to give you a really powerful scripture. In 1 Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13, it says this. It might be on the screen. But it says this. It says, Saul died. Is that coming up at all, guys? We don't have it. 
No? Okay, so 1 Chronicles 10, 13. Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He did not keep the word of the Lord and even consulted with a medium for guidance. He did not inquire of the Lord. So the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. You have Saul, the king of Israel. You have David, the king of Israel. The difference between both is that Saul did not inquire of God, whereas David was a man who continually inquired of God. How many times in life are we people who don't inquire of God? And it says here that Saul went and inquired of a witch or a medium. Now, we don't go and inquire of mediums or witches. We go to social media. <laughs> we get on the phone and call 15 people. Not to say social media is a witch, but hey, it's nowhere near as good as God. <laughs> so therefore, we have to become great at being David's. David was a man of worship. He was a man of, he was a warrior. He was a fighter. He was a a man who knew the heart of God. And he was a man who knew how to inquire of the Holy Spirit or inquire of the Lord. The, the book of Psalms, you read that. How often did it say, talk about David just seeking the heart of God? Seeking the heart of his God, the God of breakthrough, the God of love. Saul missed the point. And because of that, he lost the kingdom. Who here wants to be a David? Who here wants to be a David? I want to be a David. I want to be someone who actually takes time to inquire of God. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Trust in God. Submit your ways. I read that as inquire of God. Seek Him. So number one, inquire of the Spirit. How good are we, church, at inquiring of the Spirit? You're too quiet this morning. I know it's hot. But help me out here. It's hotter up here than there. I'll tell you that much. Number two, we need to learn His peace. Colossians 3.15 says this, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule your hearts. I'm going to read it from the Good News Translation. It says this, The peace that Christ gives is to guide you in the decisions you make. For it is to this peace that God has called you together in one body and be thankful. How do you be led by the Spirit? Number one, you inquire of the Spirit. Number two, you make peace your compass. You make that supernatural peace. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, a peace that comes and surpasses your heart and mind. You allow that to guide you, to fill your heart, to fill your spirit. 
We're in a generation that needs more peace. More peace. The victory is in the peace. The victory is, your, your victory is in the peace of God. Remember, Jesus slept in the boat while the storm raged on. The victory wasn't in the storm stopping. The victory was in the peace that caused him to have a sleep. He was already living in the victory. He was having a great old time having a nap in the boat. That nana nap was fantastic for Jesus. He was just like, this is... The disciples were the ones freaking out. Have you seen the waves? Have you seen the storm? I've got the experience, Jesus. I've been a fisherman my whole life. I know what storms do to boats. Jesus, you're a carpenter. You weren't even on the boats when you were a kid. I grew up on the boats. This is what the disciples probably would have been thinking. They had the experience, but they lacked the peace. We need to be a people that understand the peace of God needs to be our compass. How do you make decisions? You'll be led by the Spirit through peace. Sometimes peace and emotions don't necessarily line up as well. Sometimes the peace goes beyond your mind. It makes no sense. And you're like, God, I'm just going to step out of the boat anyway. So much of our anxiousness comes from a lack of peace. I know this in my life. I know the seasons, and especially this time of the year. This time of the year for pastors and for key team gets a bit stressful because they've worked a hard all year and it's now coming to Christmas. And so you see more people give up this time of the year than any other time. And so you have to learn to be people who come back to peace. There's a whole subject, a whole series on peace we can do, but seek out the peace of God. I love that. Let the peace guide your decisions. <laughs> Not just is it making sense. Not just what are the pros and cons. Don't be so analytical sometimes that you miss the peace. I mean, have wisdom though, but make sure that peace of God comes. And the third and final thing, this is really simple. It's just to be obedient to the leading of the Spirit. In 1 Samuel 15, 22, it says this, in 1 Samuel 15, 22, But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to His voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. <laughs> I know in life, I've had it in my life where it's like God's telling you to do something and you choose to be sacrificial as a worship act instead of doing the very thing he's asked you to do. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been in that place, but I have. And you think that your works are going to somehow appease God. Like, oh, that will please him. And God says, no, no, I just want you to be obedient. Yeah. Just, just simple, I just desire simple obedience. Yeah. Never underestimate the power of simple obedience. Obedience, though, is scary sometimes. And obedience sometimes costs you. But as the prophet Samuel says here, I'm not so fussed about the sacrifice in this situation. I just want your obedience. 
But obedience comes from hearing the voice of God, which as we come back to the beginning of this message, comes back to being a son and daughter. If you're not a son or daughter, you don't know how to hear the voice of God. Right now with our son, and I'll finish around this, but right, right now our, our son, he's, he's seven and a half months old, and he's just starting to make noises, mama, dada, nana. We don't know, though, if he knows what he's saying. He's just making noises. <laughs> but sometimes when Charlotte's feeding him in the bedroom, if I say something out in the kitchen, sometimes he'll stop feeding because he can hear my voice. And I get in trouble for it. Yeah. <laughs> to the point of, but, but I, you need to come in here and stand here while I feed him now because he's so distracted by your voice. So I've learned the lesson that if I'm going to make any noise, don't do it while he's being fed. Especially before bedtime <laughs> he's only seven and a half months old but he's already learned his dad's voice yeah. and that brings joy to my heart it just brings so much joy to my heart that my son recognizes my voice and I just know with the heart of God that when we recognize his voice it brings such joy to his heart when you take time to recognize his voice on the flip side of it Charlie and I yesterday were talking about for some reason about my voice and I think I sound like Ray Romano a little bit Deborah you know that, the type of the, that type of thing she feels like I have a little bit of a husky voice I don't know uh, all right yeah that's right and she feels like my son has a little bit of a husky voice coming through as well. Sounds kind of strange. But, when, but then I, this morning I was listening to him talking and I was like, yeah, I can hear it as well. It might not last, but at the moment I can hear a little bit of that huskiness in his voice. You see, when you start to hear someone else's voice, it starts to become your voice. When you learn to hear the voice of God, you start to carry his voice in your heart. And the language of God is always the same. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's always the same. And if you, you heard me speak, uh, you know, four weeks ago about modern-day prophets... Destructive modern-day prophets, if you like. And I had a pastor friend this week tell me he had, he had someone at his church come up to him and say, <laughs> I am the God-appointed prophet for this church. And the pastor said, just wait, stop, stop, wait. And he called one of the elders over and said, you've got to come and hear this. And the guy said, you know, I am the, the prophet of this church, God's appointed, and the wrath of God is coming against you and your family. And the pastor was like, okay, interesting, yep, interesting. That guy's no longer in church. His fruit spoke for itself. But you heard me speak a few weeks ago about trying to hear 
and move in the prophetic, but the prophetic is always undergirded by love. Not wrath, love. The last few weeks in church, I've just been so proud of our church family. And this is my very last point, I promise. I've been proud of our church family because I've been watching our people after the service move in prophetic encouragement. Instead of people getting in the car and just taking off, people have stuck around and went, hey, I'll sit with you and pray with you. I'll sit with you and encourage. I've got a word in my spirit for you. And this presence of God in the place just becomes tangible even more so because the people of God are learning to be led by the Spirit of God. So well done. Because people will come in this, to this church who need a fresh cup of water. They need a fresh touch of God. And Pastor Nat was saying to me this week how unique our church is, and I agree, what other church, their mission statement is, whoever comes into our place, into our church, we're going to refresh them. We're going to, ref- we're going to encourage them. We're going to make them better. Most churches just come and sit in and go, Phoebe, 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 just like little birds, Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebe. We're going, hey, we'll feed, but then we'll go and we'll feed someone else. <clears throat> I'm so proud of our church family. But let's keep building it, hey. Let's keep being a church that's refreshing. Don't get familiar with this call. Our church is not like every other church. We are, a well, we are a well of refreshing, a well of kindness, a well of healing, a well of breakthrough. This is you. This is us. And today we're about to go out and, and get a bit sweaty get the property all nice because we're saying whoever comes here we're going to refresh you from the moment you come into our car park to the moment you sit in our seat because God has anointed us to be led by the spirit to bring breakthrough to others in Jesus name sound good Charlie why don't you come up here and why don't we all just stand to our feet for a moment as we finish last Sunday, Charlie spoke an amazing message. I don't know if you knew though, last Sunday, Charlie's back was out. That's why she sat in a chair for five minutes, yeah. Literally, she was in the office, she put her back in on Saturday, and she got up here and she preached her heart out. Charlie's not on staff, she doesn't get paid from our church, she's She's incredible. Because she loves this church. So I honor you for that. Because most people don't know that. Why don't you take the hand of the person next to you, or your spouse, and if you're by yourself, take your own hand if you like. (coughs) We're going to pray over you. If you're near a friend, you can take the hand if you want. I don't mind. Yeah. And what we're going to do, we're going to pray God's blessing over you this week. And in particular, we're going to pray that God would just open the hearts of us to have a spirit-led reality. 
And uh, yesterday I was mowing the Lord, and that's what I prayed. God, open my eyes when I'm blind. Open my ears when I'm deaf. I need to see and hear you more. So can you pray for us, Charlie? Is that all right? Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I thank you so much that you want to speak more than we're, we're willing to hear, God. And so I pray that this week as we send our beautiful church family out into their communities, into their families, into their workplaces, God, that you would open up their ears and hearts and spirits in such a fresh way to hear you and to receive you, God, not just to hear, but to really listen to what you're saying, to your leading, to your prompting, to your guiding. Father, that you are so keen and you are so eager to do life with us and to bring your supernatural edge into every moment of our days. So I send our church family out, whether they're here listening on podcasts, watching online, with just that revelation that you are so hungry and keen and willing and wanting to be with us, God, that we would just be so attentive and so open to your spirit this week. Father God, I ask for testimonies to keep coming through of your kingdom invading our worlds, God, in the most beautiful way for healings, for salvations, for miracles, God. And just as we finish off 2020, God, that we would just make a stamp on the year, that it will be remembered as a year that we got closer to you, that we got to know you more, that we got to talk about you more, that we got to see revival more, that our hearts will be flooded with your goodness and your truth and your reality more than whatever anything else that's gone on this year, God, that we would just finish off this year just hungering and leaning into you in such a fresh way, God. God. So we just send our beautiful church family out, God, and I just pray that you would just bless them, protect them, walk with them this week, and Father, that we would just be able to be such a well of refreshment to everyone that we encounter in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.